Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is going to be an exciting episode. I've wanted to talk to someone from Nigeria for such a long time. I believe Nigeria is going to make a huge impact on the future of our planet. The world to me right now is just like so fascinating. Of all the videos on my YouTube channel, the fourth most popular is a clip from our episode with Kwame Asante about Afrobeat music. He's from Ghana, and we talked about the country and his culture in episode 172. This clip, though, has sparked controversy uh, about the origins of Afrobeat music. It feels like every few days someone from Nigeria is commenting on it. Uh, you know, just think about that. The fact that we're able to connect and have these conversations with people all over the world, it's just like so fascinating to me. Uh, the 21st century is incredibly interesting and it will only grow more so. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. And today, software engineer Sarah Amoiki joins us from Lagos, Nigeria, known as the City of Opportunity. We discuss the city and the country and how technology will play a massive role in its future, as well as the world. We talk software, machine learning, and her recent talk at Google about user design and experience. It was a pleasure to have a conversation with Sarah and uh, learn from her. She's doing some really cool things. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at awesome underscore Sarah. It's Sarah, but like Sarah. You can also follow this podcast on all social platforms. Subscribe on YouTube, Rich Convos on TikTok and Instagram, at Rich Convos Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Message us for any topics you'd like us to explore or guests that you think would be thoughtful and insightful. Now, let's visit Nigeria and talk about the future. Welcome to Rich Conversations. We have another fantastic episode here. Joining us from Lagos, Nigeria, is Sarah Omoiki. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Rich. Thank you for having me. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, okay. Um, so my name is Sarah Omoiki. Um, I currently live in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, tech enthusiast. I, I work as um, a senior software engineer at Tyson Trust Bank, one of the um, commercial banks in Nigeria. Um, so I've been working as a software engineer for four years, but basically my uh, working experience has the first um, seven years. I'm also the co-lead for Lagos Women in Machine Learning and Data Science, the local um, community of the global group of women who are um, studying or have interest in machine learning and data science. Thank you. Wow. Narrowing down to being in Lagos, I've been in Lagos for four years. Okay, four years. What's the what's the general vibe of Lagos? Yeah. Um, so it's pronounced Lagos. Lagos. Not Lagos. Yes, Lagos. 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 That's good to know. Oh, okay. So general vibe basically is um so I just want to describe Lagos in a nutshell before I give the general vibe. So 
But like yeah. talk about a bit about Lagos, if you don't mind. Um, so Lagos is actually one in one word known as the city of opportunity. Um, it's a growing city with a population of about um, 21 million people. Um, that data was gotten from the New York Times estimate. Um, basically, Lagos has grown over the years from being a former federal capital to the um, financial capital of Nigeria. But the general vibe, general vibe in Lagos is um, is a hustling town, basically hustling town. That's what it's known as. That's what it's known as. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. <clears throat> so it's you said it's like the city of opportunity. In Nigeria? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, very cool. Uh, what are the people like? In my opinion, the people in Lagos, uh, so it's not, Lagos is not actually made up of one particular ethnic group in Nigeria. You have different people from different um, tribes or cultures in Nigeria, um, even outside of Nigeria. Um, that's within Africa, outside of Africa in Lagos. So it's a mixture of different culture um and then not just one cultural ethnic group um so it's basically made up of multiple ethnic groups and and, and knowing that nigeria has um five i think 527 languages uh, and then Three major languages as the major language in Nigeria is Yoruba, Aosa, and Igbo. So basically, Lagos is just made up of different cultures. So, but in general, the um, the, the vibe is like um, trying to earn a living every day. So you see somebody doing something to earn a living, um, somebody doing something to to um, improve his or our standard of lives so it's like <laughs> hustling city like i said yeah what uh so you have people from all different types of groups there uh what's kind of like the the shared interests or the shared values of the country Okay, so you mean Nigeria as a whole or Lagos, people in Lagos? Let's tell Lagos. Okay, uh, so the shared value would be um, earning and living, right? Um, living one day at a time, yeah. That's what I've observed. <laughs> what, do you th- what about Nigeria as a whole? That's very that's very large because Nigeria has thirty two states, and I think I will be in in, in uh, let's say ten states. So I'm not sure I can give an actual um, response or a correct response to that because uh, actually not being everywhere in all the states in Nigeria, but in general, um, Nigerians or Nigeria has um, their people are filled with joy, like I said. So the fact that the Lagosians, so if you're in Lagos or you stay in Lagos or you're from Lagos State, you are referred to as a Lagosian. So the fact that Lagosians are people that 
uh, want to earn a living. So that still comes up from being a Nigerian also. So it means that Nigerians are people that want to earn a living, people that are filled with so many cultural um, um, experiences, that want to experience um, life in diverse ways. So that's my own um, um, overview of Nigerians or, or um, negotiations to streamline that. Nice. Um, if someone were were there for a few days to a week, what would you recommend them doing in Lagos? Okay, I think that's a very interesting question, though. Uh, so let's say someone was to visit a Nigeria and decides to stay in Lagos, right? There's like lots and lots of functions doing Lagos. Um, so Lagos actually offers a um, spectacular nightlife experience. Um, I think it, Lagos is referred to as, as a city that never sleeps, which means that there's literally no time that nothing nothing is happening anywhere in Lagos. We could actually find something that is fun to do in Lagos, regardless of the time. So the hustle and bustle in the city simply never ends. And that actually follows the city's magical energy, basically. Um, so if you're in Lagos, if anybody's in Lagos and you're looking for what to do, so um, my list of items would be to visit Terraculture. If you want to have an unforgettable musical or catchy concert, right, visit the Terraculture. And then, um, so there's also the longest canopy walkway in Africa at the Lekki Conservation Center. Yes, that's one thing I would suggest you do if you get to visit Lagos. And, and also um, African Arts at the Night Center for Arts and Culture. That's a very good um, um, site also. And then watch a concert at the New African Shrine. So the New African Shrine is um, more like an open air entertainment center that's um, actually um, create an environment for um, more like a, a mini museum to showcase um, some of the last at work and also serves as a sort of community center. That's the New African Shrine. It's a very good um, site to visit. But you have lots of music. You have different days where they play different genres uh, of music, but basically African music. So. Um, so there's also surfing at Takwa Bay. So if you're someone that likes to surf, there's also Takwa Bay. Um, Takwa Bay is located on a small artificial island in Lagos. Um, it's only accessible by possibly 30 by 30 minute boats from Victoria Island. Victoria Island is the location in, in Lagos, Southern Island. Uh, yeah, so those are the my suggestions as where to visit if you're in Nigeria. Oh, in Lagos, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's a that's a lot, a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's quite fun too. Uh, so, what do you like doing for fun? Um. Uh, okay. Well, there are quite a lot of things I like to do for fun. Um, most might not sound fun to someone else. Uh, I think <laughs> uh, maybe um. Netflixing on my laptop is okay. fun to me. Yeah, watching movies. Yeah. 
And what, um, what kind of movies are you watching on Netflix? So I like to watch Nigerian movies on Netflix because they are more like the selected few. Yeah. So even Nigerian movies on Netflix, the main stuff is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh? Do you have a name for one of the Nigerian movies? Uh, I think I one was released recently. Yeah, the the wedding party. The wedding party. The yeah, the wedding party. There's quite a lot of them though, but you just have to um more like filter the one you want to watch. Uh, yeah, there's also. Um, Olo Ture. yeah, that that movie was quite interesting because uh, most of the storylines actually um, sort of um, create awareness as to what happens in terms of uh, um, what do you call this again? Um, trafficking, human trafficking. Yeah, Olo Ture, the wedding party, um, the last flight to Abuja. Um, some interesting movies I've seen on Netflix. The last flight to where? To Abuja. To Abuja. Abuja. Yeah. What's that one about? Yeah, so it's it's more like a, a love story. Okay. Where um, so there's a lady that so she took the last flight to Abuja. Abuja is a location in Nigeria. Um, so she met someone who they um, talked and then there was some a bit of um, hitch on the flight. So then they got to know themselves and then they started dating like a love story. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, shifting gears a little bit. Uh, so what originally sparked your interest in computers and software? Mm. Yeah, so I think my interest actually, um, I was actually interested in, in um, computers um, during my high school, after my high school. Um, so I think my dad or my parents saw that um, I love to play games. Yeah, so I was actually um, sort of curious as to how they boost those games, uh, specifically Super Mario at that time. I love I loved playing Super Mario, uh, and um, so my parents were like, "Okay, we think you should um, um, have like a, a training in 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 Oracle, one of these trainings in Oracle, um, SQL, and all that." So I did that, and then I got into the university. Um, I was actually supposed to study chemistry, sorry, chemical engineering, but. Because of my interest and then my passion for computers and games also, I had to do computer science. So that actually sort of um, kept my passion or interest in um, computers or software uh, uh, going. So the fact that I was um, curious to learn about how games are being built uh, sparked my interest. So there was like this, this curiosity of how how things are built so you're playing yeah, these games yeah. and you're wondering how they're being built <laughs> yeah <laughs> how, how is that Mario is able to jump from one 
from one um, obstacle to another, how is it controlled and all that. So that curiosity uh, actually made me study computer science. Wow. So how how do how do people in Nigeria use the internet? Like how how uh, big of daily life is it? So I think it, it's quite large. Um, um, but then I would say that the same way people outside of Lagos, sorry, outside of Lagos or outside of Nigeria use the internet, it's the same way people in Nigeria or Lagos are, uh, use the internet basically in terms of uh, maybe mobile banking, um, surfing the net, streaming uh, music, um, whatnot, maybe watching a tutorial online or chatting socializing so right hailing could be different reasons same reason or same use for the internet applies to to lagos um people in lagos and people in nigeria what's uh what's the most popular social media app um in nigeria or in lagos um so i i really can't give an exact figure but um, in my opinion, I think that I would say maybe Facebook, but this has to do with um, different. This has to do with different uh, personas of people, uh, in terms of the age grade. So you have more young people uh, um, have they are always on Twitter or Instagram, and you have more. Um, I don't use word old. <laughs> But instead of like older people, I say use Facebook more. So it 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 differs, right? It differs. Yeah, I find that that too. Older people use Facebook way more than younger people. Yeah, that's true. What? Okay, so what what apps do you like the most, or you enjoy most on your phone? Ah. Mm. Uh, so, so if I have an app on my phone, it means it's really important. Um, so it depends. What apps? What apps? What apps? So I like to play games on my phone. So I, I download a lot of games, but most of the ones I play, the ones I I frequently use is um, Sudoku. I like to play Sudoku oh. games. Yeah. I love Sudoku. Oh, that's nice. Sudoku is so fun. Uh, describe describe Sudoku for people that might not know what it is. Yeah, so um, Sudoku is basically a game of numbers where where sorry where you have um, let's say um, different metrics. It could be a four by four matrix of numbers, and then you have to rearrange the numbers such that um, they match, yeah. But then you could play, you could play, you could play the game in different levels. So for someone that's pretty starting out, you just go with the easy, um, the easy level. And then if you keep playing consistently, um, you can now move on to different um, levels. But basically, the game is uh, where I actually started playing the game was it's, it's sort of. Uh, keeps my brain active 
in yeah. a way, in terms of logically, right? Thinking, yeah. like you have to think on your feet. You're thinking, okay, how do I arrange this number? Okay, what numbers from here would match and then um, arrange them and all that. So you're probably playing a lot. You're probably on a lot of those like difficult ones. Those ones that they they start you off with only like one number, two numbers. You got to figure it out from there. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I I can only get to like level level two. It's kind of like where where I usually am. Oh, so well, well, I think playing the level, the easiest level, level one. At some point, I got bored. I'm like, nah, this is too easy. <laughs> I need something really difficult. Yeah, I know, but it gets too hard for me, so so I stop. Well, I think I think if you keep doing it over time, like keep playing it, you just um, learn the patterns and and just uh, um, improve. It's a great feeling when you finish one of the puzzles, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I read that um, it does sort of improves your IQ. So it's like a brain training game that makes one smarter, so they say to do, uh, according to scientists. Yeah. So um, yeah, playing a game like Sudoku or using the brain training app just could make one better. Uh, it could just basically boost your IQ or general brain power. Yeah, it's a good game for those that that uh, haven't played before. Check it out and uh, test out your brain. <laughs> uh, so, how do you see like software engineering playing a role in Nigeria's future? Wow. Um. So, how do I see software engineering playing a role? Well. I think that in a very um, uh, over time, I think that over time um, or pretty soon, um, the world will actually look to Africa and Nigeria uh, for its workforce. And that is more like um, um, more like get talent from here. And then, um, so that alone, having that. Um, um, opportunity, you know, like having that talent as Nigerians in, or in Nigeria actually contributes to a larger extent to um, Nigeria's uh, GDP uh, per capita, I think. Yeah, so yeah. basically more than half of the global population growth to half one in Africa. And then knowing that 50% of Africa are under the age of 25, and Nigeria is on track of being the third most populous country in the world. Mm-hmm. It means that um, young Nigerians would uh, actually look to go into tech and most of them would want to do possibly software engineering mm-hmm. um, not really streamlined though it could be a, a machine learning or data science or game developer or whatnot but then the youth population increases in Nigeria so does the youth um, of employment rate employment rate basically um, so which means that if uh, the youth actually adopt or venture into software engineering or into tech fully, it contributes a lot, a lot to Nigerians, um, the growth of the economy, basically. Because actually that's what's happening in Nigeria. Because I think that um, the last GitHub stats on um, um, the most, I think the most 
um, created pull requests or something was from Nigeria or if not India, I think either India or Nigeria. But I know that we were for sure um, one of the top countries that um, actually had a repository on GitHub, which means that people, basically young people, are actually going into tech, which is a good thing. And then on the path of building startups, a lot of startups are beginning to um, spring up in, um, from Nigeria. Um, yeah, lots of startups that are not only um, employers of Nigerian technology talent. Um, basically, software development, design, and other technology talents of Nigeria become globally sought after, like I said earlier. Um, companies like Envision, Microsoft, Booking.com, and Google actually currently employ Nigerian experts to join their global talent. So, yes. Yeah, is going to contribute to a large extent to um, um, software engineering is going to con contribute to a large extent in Nigeria's future. Yeah, I see that as well. That's uh, really interesting. You talked about machine learning and data science. Uh, can you expand on on like machine learning and data science? I'm super curious about it. What's What's kind of like your perspective on machine learning and how it will impact the future? Uh, so from, um, sorry, I keep getting calls. So basically machine learning is the new, it's been on basically artificial intelligence, a type of artificial intelligence basically. Um, that um, technology or innovation has been on um, for, a while, but just that most organizations have actually not adopted it or um, um, seen the necessity or need for them to um, sort of um, provide environments or um, uh, work around to basically help them, give them a better uh, perspective as to uh, business insights. But then uh, machine learning is I don't see what is the future is <laughs> here now and, and is being adopted by lots of organizations and it's a good is a good um is a good thing. Yeah. How do you think <clears throat> um in your imagination, what does like machine learning and AI look like in like five years from now in Nigeria? Mm. Yeah, I think that, I think that the adoption of technology um, um, actually covers that because the main thing is um, availability of um, internet digitalizing different processes. Um, so looking at the perspective of, of or looking at the side of government adoption to um, using machine learning to um, to sort of provide or view digital experiences for citizens. Yeah, so, well, I would say in the next five years, it's going to be adopted more. And then we'll see more innovations with that or around that in Nigeria, which we're already seeing, but it's going to sort of improve. Uh, also because of the um, curious minds of um, the um, youth in Nigeria. 
you said like government adoption of it. What <clears throat> what types of things do you think? Uh, yeah. So in terms of health, in terms of um, um, health sector, um, digitalizing um, healthcare experiences. Uh, in terms of transportation, um, having digital systems, uh, we already have we already have that better. But then there'll be more advanced technologies that use these uh, that use uh, artificial intelligence, right? Basically, what it does is just to enable a machine to simulate human behavior, right? Which is a subset of um, AI. So yeah, so government adoption will be um, pretty expanded because there are a lot of um, um, I don't just, there are a lot of initiatives that um, provide environment for people to for government to provide um, support or sponsorship for them to sort of improve their learnings in this area. So that in turn would provide various um, innovations on different problems in Nigeria using technology. All right, switching, switching gears a little bit. Who are three musical artists in your heavy rotation right now? Wow, okay. Uh, so recently, I think I've been playing a lot of Wizkid songs. Which ones? Wizkid, uh, Wizkid is a Nigerian Oh, Wiz, Wizkid, yeah, okay. Yeah, we skip. So there's we skip. There's ten. <clears throat> ten. What's the second one? Um, ten. Ten. So they recently had a a, a a song. Yeah, that that got a lot of awards. Um, the FM. The title of the song is the FM. Yes. So it was a song by we skip and ten. Ten is T E M S. Wizkid is W-I-Z-K-I-D, Wizkid. So they did a song together? Um, yeah, they did a song together. Let me check this out real quick. How do, you, how do you listen to music? What app do you use? Yeah, so I use Apple Music. Okay. Oh, I use Deezer. What's the other one you said? Deezer, Deezer. Deezer. This one? Yeah, that's the song. <laughs> <laughs> There's also another another version of it with Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so Wizkid, Thames, and Justin Bieber. Nice. Okay. Who or what? are three people or things that have influenced your outlook on life? Uh, do they have to be family members or? It can, well, it can be family members or, or it's all your interpretation. So whoever oh, you okay. want to be. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so, well, I think I would um, sort of objectify 
that I'm sorry to, okay, so if I want to say people that have influenced uh, my outlook on life, the, um, they look at people that have one way or the other um, had a chance to um, pass knowledge to me. I'm talking about my teachers. Um, so while they do that, they give me not a one-way perspective for life, though, but just sort of um, basically taught me how to live. It could be um, during my university days or during my um, secondary school days, at my high school days, or during my primary school days, at my elementary school days. And so um, my teachers, basically, and then, of course, um, um, the people I work with, yeah, people that one way or the other worked with, yeah. Those are uh, one of the people, a category of people that have actually influenced um, my outlook to life because working with people actually give you the opportunity to um, see things from different perspectives, right? So doing that, you have different experiences. And then if you look at it, you'll see that um, if you're working at a company with a group of people, um, you're working there for five years, it means that majority of that five years you spend with them, well, that's before the COVID era. So, <laughs> um, so it means that they have a sort of a large um, contribution to how you um, see life or, or contribution to influencing you and to how you see life. So those are just like category of people I can remember. And of course, uh, my parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my parents, because they actually brought me, um, sort of guided me as to, um, while I was growing up. So, yeah, they, like, they actually influenced my outlook to life. Yeah, that's the one that kind of they remember. And then maybe um, um, technology, per se, <laughs> so this is not actually categorized about people, but just a theme. I didn't use the word theme. Yeah. yeah. Technology, actually, because quite interesting as to what you can one can do with technology so on your instagram there's like some photos of you talking in front of like large crowds like what what are you uh speaking about with them oh yeah so i think that event was um a google event um the gdg google developers group um that happened in i think 2020 where I gave a talk on um, um, user experience design, um, creating products or building products that are um, user-focused rather than assumption-focused. So I gave a lightning talk in that event. So what, what so were quite a large th- crowd. Yeah, I see, I see that. Did you get nervous at all or no? <laughs> no. No. I'm used you know to giving stuff. talks. So. Yeah. Okay. So what, what in that talk, what you're talking about user experience, right? Yeah. User experience. Basically. So what, what was, uh, what was like the main point in it? Yeah. So I had like some steps that um, outline steps to sort of follow when building products. Um, so first off you have to, uh, gather information more like okay so this problem we're trying to solve what have a pinpoint of what the problem actually is um, 
hear from people, get feedback to um, that particular problem. How does it affect their life? How bad is it? That way it gives you a more um, a more um, perspective as to how to solve the problem. So I have like outline steps to building products for users because most of the time um, people just um, build stuff, right? And then they find out that nobody gets to use the app or the product. Why? Because you didn't do a study or to get um, test user testing and all that. Yeah, so that's what my talk was about. Wow. So who is in the audience? What, these are yeah, young, so we, younger people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we have over like, 2,500 people. We are young people, basically people in fair. Um, there was, uh, um, like, young people and also people, entrepreneurs, founders, um, um, basically any career or job description you could think of, you could think of in tech and tech space, uh, different companies um, from Google into Switch, um, um, lots and lots of Nigerian companies and of course global organizations, Microsoft and others. Yeah, that's awesome. I bet that was a great experience. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Uh, so this is one of my favorite questions to ask guests, and that's, what are you curious about recently? Hmm. What am I curious about? Am I curious about? Well, to be honest, I think I've, I've been curious about what what's the afterlife. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, what's on the what's on the other side? I don't know. I'm just yeah. curious. What's on the other side? Honestly, that's just what has been on my mind lately. That's yeah. That's a. a oh, there goes a painting. <laughs> that's a, a definitely a big thing to be curious about. So, so how do you? So then, are you pursuing that curiosity? Are you trying to like figure it out or, or what? It's just on your mind. <laughs> no, no, I'm not sure I want to pursue that curiosity. It's just in my mind. Because it means I have to pursue that curiosity. It means I have to go there. I, and I'm not going there anytime soon. So <laughs> it's yeah. just something that's just in my mind. Like, okay, what happened? Because I recently lost one of my favorite teachers. Okay. Um, like I said, I mentioned that my teachers mean a lot to me. He was my favorite mathematics teacher. He actually taught me um, majority of the things I know as to how to learn faster and all that. He was quite impactful. So it just got me thinking, what's actually there? What happens when someone yeah. passes out? What's there? So, but then I, I'm not sure I want to find out. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had anybody come back really and tell us. And say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So does that does that kind of inspire you though to to live this life to its fullest? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does. It gives me more like a reminder to, regardless, every day, every day, just make it count. And I think what I got to realize is the most important thing in life for me though is to be impactful, right? 
Um, yes, there'll be the ambitious part of me, but then I want to be able to impact people's lives such that when I'm no more, they can say, oh, Sarah did this for me or Sarah helped me to do this. Because of Sarah, I was able to do this. So my like making part of people's lives or communities is, is what I want to do. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. So then uh, the last question I have for you, what's something you're excited about for the next two years? Uh, um, well, well, I, I, <laughs> that's a very interesting question, though. Uh, well, so there's something I want to do. I, I, I really want to uh, um, travel. So I think that the next two years, I should have traveled a lot. It's not for the, the, the COVID. Um, that's quest of my, that quest part of me should have started, but it's just on hold. So I think within the next two years, um, I'm looking forward to traveling a lot, a lot um, visit um, several countries, and then also growing in my career. Um, also, yeah, growing my career, learning new things and meeting people, yes. Where, where would you like to travel to? Yeah, so the plan is actually to visit most, um, first I want to cover Africa, like visit most countries, uh, let's say majority of the countries in Africa first before I expand. Mm -hmm. But then where I would love to go to is there's a place in, a, in Rwanda. It's um, more like a memorial where they had um, uh, an incident that happened years back. So I've yeah. seen uh, a lot of pictures of stories around it. So I would love to visit uh, um, Rwanda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing some really awesome stuff. And I appreciate you coming on the show. This has been wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Sarah on Instagram and Twitter at awesome underscore Sarah. Have a perspective-expanding day and think about how you can help those around you to live a bright future.